Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Dive into the mind of Brett Boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around Major League Baseball. This is Turning Two with Booney. Here's your host, Rich Herrera. Hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. This is the Boone Podcast. We call this version Turning Two with Booney. I'm the executive producer of the Boone Podcast, Rich Herrera, joined as always by the host of this podcast, Brett Boone. And let me tell you, uh, from all of us here at the Boone Podcast, Brett Boone included, I'll speak for you today, Brett. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all of our of our listeners and everybody who's part of the Boone Podcast family. Uh, from Mike Robier, Brett Boone, myself, and everybody at Odyssey, happy Thanksgiving from all of us. Booney, how are you? I'm doing well, Rich. Uh, Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I love this yeah? time of year. And uh, yeah, we've had a little bit of break. I haven't been doing that many, many shows. We're ready to get back into it. Uh, but yeah. Thanksgiving's always a, a fun time. Well, first of all, it's not at my house. That it's at mom and dad's. That's been the the recent kind of theme. But I always look forward to Thanksgiving. All right. So it's important that we put out the podcast today because there's a lot of folks, Brent. I'm not sure if you know this. It's the busiest traffic day of the year. Uh, thank day before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. People on the road for miles and miles. I was I worked at CBS Sports Radio last night, and I was looking at some of the traffic cams, and there were just the 405, the 5, every freeway bumper-to-bumper traffic lights. People will drive 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 hours to get to Grandma's house uh, for Thanksgiving. What's it like to road trip with Brett Boone? Well, I don't road trip when traffic's bad. Well, that's what the rest of us do but my road trips are always premeditated calculated if i've got to leave in the middle of the night that's what i do i live in the middle of the night kids saw, don't yeah. like kids I've don't like do it that. yeah that's wow. what i do um even like four in the morning road tripping eh, i i don't do that many road trips but i do road trip we go to mammoth i always drive to mammoth i'll drive to arizona if if three or four of us are going the family's going Vegas. I haven't been to Vegas in a while, in a minute, right. but uh, always drive to Vegas. Outside of Mam- Mammoth's about my max, Rich. You, so you'll you drive, got, how, how far is that? That's about six hours, door okay. to door. And so you that's won't about do as like as a 14 hour. No, no. That's Bob Boone. We used to go, we used to, uh, I hunted, I hunt every year in Idaho. Actually, we did, we did a few podcasts right. this year from, from the, uh, from the cabin. Back in the day. Now, Tad's getting a little bit older. Right. So he's not as. He just had a birthday this week. So happy birthday, Bob Boone. Yeah, 76. 
76. Uh, but for years and years, dad, oh, why don't we drive? I mean, and I'm not kidding. It doesn't matter what it is. It's like, dad, I, we've got this, we've got this uh, banquet, you know, my father and I have to attend. It's in St. Louis. We're checking flights. You know, we're giving the people that are coordinate everything flights. And, and seriously, dad would turn to me and go, well, why don't we drive? I'm like, what are you talking about? Why don't we drive from San Diego to St. Louis? No, he'll drive anywhere. So, so one time he, we're going to Idaho for our, our, you know, October 15th, do it every year elk trip. And dad likes to have his stuff with him. He likes to just right. pack and overpack and he's got 17 guns. I'm like dad, we need, we need one. You need one gun. Well, I just in case, you know, so he's got everything and he'd load it down in his truck with his, you know, he'd have a shell, but he's got all his stuff. He's got coolers in there. You know, he just got stuff stacked and he always liked to have his car with him. So if he was done hunting and everybody didn't want to go home or his ticket didn't line up with, with, uh, when he was coming home, he could just get in the car and leave. And he would do that. He would drive to Idaho which is, you know, for people that drive a lot, it's not that big of a trip, but it's still, it's 17 trip. Yeah. That's 17, 20 hours. So anyway, he convinces me one time to drive with him, you know, and I I think I was still playing. I I think I was still playing and he said, yeah, we'll just drive. And I said, whatever, fine. So we drive, we get to Utah and I'm thinking this is a long trip. We still got to get over to Idaho falls. So we keep driving and, and he doesn't like you to drive either. This is then. Now he'll let you drive. But okay. He doesn't let you to drive. You know, and constantly, hey, can you don't want me to relieve you? No, I'm fine. So we get to the to the middle of the night. I think I had driven a little bit. He's back in the driver's seat and he's like, We gotta stop. I said, Okay. I said, let's go to a hotel. Well, I we can't find any. You know, and back then you got right. the maps. You got the maps the unfolding we just park on the side of the road and go to sleep in the back of his camper which of course next to the 17 guns the four coolers uh dad's got the um he's got sleeping bags for us we went to sleep i I couldn't believe i was doing it we went to sleep it was the coldest night i've ever spent. you know when you're just your nose is sticking out of the thing and you're just freezing and I woke up, you know, I didn't sleep at all, but you know, he slept for a couple hours. He got up and next thing I know, engines are roaring. There he goes, taking off. We get to Idaho. I kind of, at this point, I'm like, pops, we ain't driving anymore. This is ridiculous. And and the thing is now I got to drive home. You know, so we finished the, we finished the, the hunt. We head back. We, we stop. We go through Utah. Now we're headed towards Vegas. There's a snowstorm. You got the big semis that these guys are well-versed. They drive through this stuff all the time. There's about a six, eight inches of snow on the freeway because it's the middle of the night. And these right. semis are just going by me, you know, as fast as they want. Like, they don't have a worry in the world. No, it's I'm, their job. I'm in a regular truck just kind of thinking, am I going to slide off the freeway? Uh, anyway, that was the last time I drove a non-calculated event that I didn't plan out. I just gave in to pops and said, okay, dad, if this is what you desire, let's drive, let's drive as far as we can and save a dollar on a ticket to, to fly there. But uh, anyway, that's the, that's the way he was a great memory. Yeah. 
And, That's a and great memory. I, I sit here and I joke and I, I act like it really put me out. I'm, I'm, half that is is uh, sarcasm. It's no, of course. Looking back on those times, you, I, I, I have a story for you right there. Right. There's a perfect story. Um, so how are you as the dad now? So if you've got Jake or Savannah in the car, you've got Isaiah um, uh, in the car with you, you've got Judah in the car with you. You guys are driving six hours because that's the limit for you now. Six hours is all the patience you have. You guys are driving to Mammoth. Do you let them stop and go to the bathroom? Well, Can well, you now get I've snacks? Got, yeah, well, I've got eat? my. Who well, gets here, here. to choose the music? Like I said, it's well planned out. Uh, I've got three stepdaughters, and they usually go to Mammoth too. So we take two cars. Okay, there's two cars headed up there. So where are you? Where's your wife? Uh, we start off even. Okay, she's then, in one. You're in the other. Yeah, I tend to go fast, but usually we'll leave at four in the morning. I need to get to certain points by certain time. I'll map this out so it's right on six hours. Uh, kids don't like it because you got to wake them up in the middle yeah. of the night. But I'm not, I'm not going to wait in traffic to get up there. And it, you miss a half day skiing if you wait. So uh, we start off pretty even. They they kind of lollygag. The, the women kind of tend to lollygag a little more than we do. Uh, but the boys, they're a pain in the ass, just like everybody else. Savannah doesn't really. She's got her own thing going on now. Savannah really doesn't have time for for us to go up to Mammoth. She's got, she's got her own life moving and shaking. But uh, I, I have a great time on these Mammoth trips. And no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of the king of the car because my answer to everything, it's my car. Uh, I'm oh. the boss. I'm the boss. And in today's, today's day and age, it's a... Uh, there's no, there's no excuse. The technology is ridiculous. You don't need to. I control one thing when I'm driving the radio, right. the radio. So I listen and everybody else, listen to whatever you want. You got AirPods, you got, you know, you got uh, iPads, you got everything you want. So to, to control my radio, no, it's not going to happen. So I control the radio speed when we stop. Uh, what if I have to go to the bathroom? You got to hold it. Brad, I gotta you know, go. It depends how tough you. It depends Brad. how long. It depends how long we've been driving. Brad, I'm hungry. Well, you know, I'll check and see what I want to eat, and then I'll 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 look. Oh, 90 miles. There's a uh, there's a Chick fil A. That's just an example. I'm not a huge Chick fil A guy. I'm all right with it. Uh, 90 miles, because I'll try to coordinate the gas stop with the food. So, so if I've got to everything out, you know, if I've got going. a half, a, if I got a half a tank, there's no reason for me to stop. And then I'm going to have to stop for gas in a couple hours anyway. So I, I'm going to coordinate it. So we're going to boom, right. we're going to go gas, this, this, this mini, mini store, get what you get some snacks for you, get some water. Don't get too much water. Cause then you want to stop again. Uh, sometimes having the boys in the car, the, the, the positive part to that is sometimes you just pull over on the side of the road and they can take a leak. <laughs> so you don't even need a gas station. So yes, well planned out. Uh, nobody has any control over the radio speed or when we stop. If, if you badger me long enough, usually I'll give in uh, and pull over. But for the most part, they know how it goes. So, you yeah, don't sound like stop, a lot of fun. Stop in an hour. No, you I'm don't, not. You don't sound like fun on a road trip. I'm not. I'm not. Do you, do you let them pack and bring chips and candy and bring whatever you want? Sweetest fish. Don't don't drink too much water though, because then you will have to stop. And then I'll nonstop here at my. You know what bothers me is when we stop, and it's usually Isaiah. Isaiah, go to the bathroom. I don't no, have I'm to. I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't have to. 
Not 10 minutes at- into the 10 minutes after we gas up or on our way, dad, I got to go to the back. That bugs me. So. <laughs> and usually it's him. Usually it's him. Um, do you overpack like Bob? I, so if you're going on a trip for five days, how many pairs of socks? How many pairs of underwear do you bring? Depends where I'm going. Depends you're going to I'm Seattle going. for three days. What are you bringing? But what am I doing? Uh, do I need, hey, do I need to, to be? Do I go need to a be... ball game? You go to a game. Oh, no, Kenny I'll... Griggs invites you to come up and throw out a first pitch in Seattle. I'm you're there for three days. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, how many I'll, pairs almost... of underwear? How, how much underwear do you bring? Three Not days? that I want to talk about your underwear. Three days, three. You don't bring an extra pair just in case? No, no. Uh, I've got. It, it, it all depends on the activity. If it, I'm going into an activity or a place I haven't been before, I'll usually overpack. But things that I'm well versed on, right. mammoth. Uh, you know, uh, if I'm going to a city, what is it? What events is it? Do I have to bring a suit for one day? Is it nice attire? Is it casual attire? If it's a real casual trip, I can pair. I can bring a pair of jeans to get away with three days in those jeans, and then just have a couple shirts that I can rotate. So I'm. This stage of my life, I'm more of an underpacker than an overpacker. Are you a good packer from all those years on the road? uh, I I was so simple that by the the second half of my career, and this is true, I had had four suits. They were all black. My shirt was black, top, bottom, shoes, socks. Like your heart. Black. And I had probably four of them. And I would go 10 day, 10 day road trip. I might take two pair of pants and a jacket and just rotate the pants and maybe two shirts. So I don't look the same on every trip, a black shirt with a little, you know, maybe a different pattern on it. But that was my way. It was just, no, I wear these black suits. Everything matches all the time. And that's all I wear city to city. Cause when you fly, when you travel during the season, you don't have to see the inside of an airport. Nobody sees you except for teammates, people in the organization, flight crew, hotel attendants when you get there. And it's like I pull into my suit, uh, depending on what time. Usually we'll get in in the middle of the night, so we're going to bed anyway. If we're getting in, you know, after a day game, you're going to go to dinner, you're going to go out. Uh, I'm taking the suit right off anyway. I'm going to put on something more comfortable. So I I really didn't – Early in my career, oh, I was an overpat. I had outfits, Rich. Outfits. <laughs> That's Barry, where I wanted to get to today, folks. Barry Larkin, he was a bad influence on me. You know, he's boony. When I first got to the big leagues and, you know, my first few years in Cincinnati, hey, Booney, we got to get you some clothes. So every yeah. place we'd go, you know, he'd show me where all the where all the places were. And now I started buying clothes. Now I'm wearing outfits. So I got uniforms to the ballpark. And I'm like, you know, like I've got, and they're all packed out. My wife would pack them for me before I go on the road. And they're all nice. It, it, like I'm a, like I'm a fashion model, even though I'm far from. So I'd go on a seven day road trip. I'd have like six outfits, <laughs> six outfits. I'd have three suits with me looking dapper and sharp every day. As I got old, as I got older, I just, this is, this is for the birds. I'd bring a couple nice pair of jeans. I could always wash them at the ballpark right uh plenty of socks that's back i didn't wear underwear back then so it was just my jeans so it'd be jeans to the ballpark every day with a nice shirt so i'd have three or four shirts that i'd rotate i'd get them washed mid road trip take them back so that 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 was kind of 
later in my career, I just simplified everything. I always had a, a garment bag for my suits to carry. And then I just had a small suitcase and it was pretty damn easy. It, it, I had one pair of shoes. I used to wear these uh, on the road. I'd wear these late last five years of my career. I'd have these Harley Davidson boots because that was back in the early 2000s where it was the boot cut jeans. You know, right. the the uh, what's the thing? You got the hammer thing on the sides. Uh, what kind of jeans are those? I have no idea. There's I'm jeans. waiting I for them to come I, back. I, I, I can't afford them, so I wouldn't know what they were. No, no. They had the, you know, where you put your hammer on the side. The oh, loop. carpenter jeans. Carpenter. Carpenter. Oh, they, those were the huge rave. You know, I'd have a couple pair of jeans with me <laughs> on a trip. I'd have my Harley Davidson boots, and I'd have some couple really nice shirts. And that was it for 10 days. So you're then, wearing car Shirt got dirty. Boom. Get to the ballpark. Have this dry cleaned. It's like a hotel. You can get it done. And and then I'm 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 traveling light, baby. So you're wearing Carhartt before it was cool. I don't think Carhartt. I, I forget. But what that Carhartt style. My son Rigney has. They were same. painter, painter, painter pants. pants. Painter yeah, pants. painter pants. Carpet, carpenter jeans. Carpenter yeah, jeans. but they. I mean, they were popular in the early 2000s. They were very. They're yeah. and now they're the rage because everybody. As my son Rigney says, I laugh every, at the at the young men today. Okay. Uh -huh. If you don't have, if you're not pretty physical and you're not a gym guy and you don't have pretty good genetics, you're living in a rough area i mean you got it what's what's fashion forward today for men tight fitting jeans oh yeah 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 it's like what if, what if you're just a little skinny bad genetic dude how are you gonna throw on those hip tight jeans you're gonna look like a pencil deck well so, so a lot of pressure on the kids today to have some big buff legs at the gym Whereas you, you throw on those carpenter pants they're great i mean right. who knows what's underneath those you might you might be uh you know, you might have these big Earl Campbell legs and you might have stick legs, but nobody could tell. Much easier time to live in. Not as much pressure. The the young men today, you got to work to get in those jeans. Rigney says that everybody likes to wear, everybody likes Carhartt stuff until it's ready to do Carhartt work. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, everybody likes wearing the, the, the construction worker, but nobody wants to work hard and be a construction worker. Anyway, you got um, 
All right, we we got to move along here because people are halfway on their trip uh, wherever they're going for Thanksgiving. I, I do have to bring up something: the wedding. I don't think we've got together since the wedding. Did you cry? Did we talk about that? I don't think we have. Uh cried. Yeah, I, I did. I had the first look with Savannah. So for um, those, of the, so let me back up for a second to set this up for everybody. So then we're talking about Brett's oldest child. She's the oldest, right? Savannah. Savannah yeah. just got married uh, a little while ago. Brett had to give the dad speech. Uh, he had to walk her down the aisle. I asked, her, are you going to cry? And he said, probably not. And then we talked about the speech. So first of all, did you cry? I did. Uh, first look, they have the first look where, you know, your daughter comes out and no one else has supposedly seen her in her dress and they kind of isolated me. They were, they had, I mean, they, the videography was really well done. That's Savannah. And I know she well planned this, but it seemed like I had 10 cameras on me and I was kind of standing off in like a wooded area and they told me turn away. It's like I was in a chip off. You can't watch the other guy's chip. And all of a sudden my daughter just kind of subtly just taps me on the shoulder and she was smiling. And I turned around, I looked at it, and it was just one of those moments that all, all you dads out there, when you marry your first daughter, you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, now I know what you guys were talking about. Really cool. And yes, I cried. All the video cameras came out, and uh, I, I couldn't, wasn't very good for me. I didn't have a very good moment, a little bit embarrassing. Oh, um, Brett. How but it was sweet. nice. So there, then oh. I was walking down the aisle. Right. Uh, Got a little emotional again, not crying, but kind of choked up a little bit. Right. Hand, handed her off to, to Nick and the pastor <laughs> sat down and, and you know, I, just for a minute, they're just watching the ceremony. And then the uh, first dance with Savannah, little emotional, not crying, but a little bit emotional. Then the kind of the wedding kicked off. We had the dinner and, and I went up and did my toast. And by that time, I was not emotional anymore. I gave my 15 minute speech where I, I thought I tried to make it short. It was going to be five minutes, but it ended up going about 15, 15 minutes. Nobody wants to hear you for 15 minutes unless it's the podcast, unless you're really entertaining. Did you, but, um, mention, did you mention the podcast in your speech? I did not. Oh, I did not. All right. That's an, that's, an, but, uh, that's an E right there. It was e. cool. It was that's cool. An E4. Do you hear what I said? <laughs> yes. That's an E4. And and for guys, all those people could be listening to our podcast now. You, I think they do. Uh, I think the majority of them do. Well, who did you tell me the other day? You were out somewhere and someone stopped you. No, at the gym, I get stopped all the time. All right, I'm just saying you could have got everybody. I, I rocked the uh, I rocked the podcast attire with, of course, my picture <laughs> on the cover. But no, back to a serious note. Really cool. I was really impressed. I'm not a wedding guy at all. Right, can't stand him. Had an open mind going into this one because I'm glad it was you my did. Da- it's your daughter. My daughter. It was really well done. And I started to notice the little things that I don't normally notice the flowers arrangements. Down to the flower arrangements, Rich. It was really well done. I, I was waiting for something to happen because it was going too good. And you know what? There wasn't a hitch in the entire program. I think everybody had a great time. I rode the bull afterwards. I, I, I drove to a country western bar which savannah had it's called country out bar. it's not country western anymore okay. all right well we had it uh <laughs> see he, she he had a private the party there i rode the bull uh 
and and there's not a chance in hell you can get me to go to a wedding and then go write a bull after unless it <laughs> unless it's unless it's for my daughter so uh i i had a good time it's a long three days got to see a lot of people um i i can't say i'm not glad it's over glad it's over but i i really enjoyed it and it was really nice all right let's uh move along here uh postseason awards came out we saw them all uh, and we could break them down like everybody else does but i had a thought about the postseason MLB awards they are given out by, you know, some sporting news does them and others, but the really big ones are given out by the baseball writers association of America, the BBWAA. I have a question for you, Boone. Um, do we do it right with the postseason awards that we give out Cy Young MVPs rookie of the years? Is it? Well, I, I think this year was really easy. I think they got them all right. Okay, you know, you know, when but you just go as to far NL, as who's voting, should it be the writers that we give the credence to, or should it be the players? Should be the players, without Why? a doubt, a hundred. It's not even close, um, because players, believe it or not, take that type of stuff really serious. I mean, as serious as a, as a heart attack. Um, you have an ability to take away any bias that you have. Um, and, and really be honest. I mean, I remember it and that's why they have the player's choice awards. Every time I see a player's choice award, it's, it's really accurate from what I'm watching. Um, these guys just know, they know, you know, as a player, you're on the ground every day, you're playing every day. You're seeing all these players. You just know who the best players are, who are having the best years and it's not a guess. It's not a someone that's never been there. And, and this is no disrespect to to uh, to writers. They do the best job they can. I think they take it very serious. I'm not I'm not alluding to the fact that I don't think they take it serious. I just don't think they have the insight that a current player has. You always have the best insight. You've watched these guys play all year. You talk to other players. Uh, and when there's somebody having a phenomenal year, I'll talk to a, an opponent, say, hey, what about, you know, for, this is just, for, for example, hey, how about Jonesy's year in, in uh, Pittsburgh? Booney, we played against them last week. 40. I'm telling you, this is the best I've seen. So you're getting that type of interaction that's really honest. And that's why I think players should, should not only should they vote for, they should have, they should vote for everything. I think that's what it would be like. Cause I'm telling you when I was there, we'd always have the players choice awards. So at the end, this is picked amongst your peers, which by the way, to the player that receives that award is always the most rewarding. When you get an award voted on by your peers, those are the most flattering awards because everything else is sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get it wrong. I look at the MVP this year, Shoei Otani. That pretty was easy. slam dunk. Pretty right. easy. I look at Acuna and what he did. He went 40-70. Pretty darn easy. He he separated himself late in the season from Mookie Betts, who had an unbelievable year. Just Acuna had the same year, only he went 40-70 on top of it. So that was pretty clear cut. Garrett Cole, I thought, was really clear cut. And then you go to to Snell for the for the National League Cy Young. Pretty clear cut. They got it right. But I've been in years where they don't get it right. I, I've I, I've seen a lot when they don't give me an right. example. And it seems like players always get it right. Give me an example. And I know, and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm pushing you into this rabbit hole, but give me an example. 
no, no. Everybody likes to talk about 2001. Uh, Ichiro won the MVP. Well, Ichiro, by the way, Ichiro knows that I'm the MVP if you're listening to Ichiro, and I should have been. Uh, but no, that, that's that's an example. Um, put it this way. When you vote, you need to be as unbiased. You can't be affected by the media. You can't be affected by the hype. You can't be affected by anything that goes on. And that's what the players, current players, have the ability to do, to separate that all out. And it just comes down to real life, what I see on a day-in and day-out basis on that field. Not what I see on ESPN, not what I hear on the radio, not hype. It's all about the play. And that and that goes as far as gold gloves, um, silver sluggers. The players know who the gold glovers are. They don't need stats and ratios to tell them who the best defender is. They watch it and they watch the other guys. And, and it's gotten wrong so much. I think it came to a head in, in the late 90s. Rafael Palmero won a gold glove. And he started 18 games at right. first. That's when it got embarrassing. Now, since then, I think they've cleaned it up and they and they give a better effort. And that that's the gold gloves are voted on, by the way, from the player, from the coaches and the manager. That's who votes for the gold gloves. I think they should give that to the players as well. Everything across the board. And, and you might think, oh, that's a lot to put on the players. They have a job to do. They have a game to play, this and that. I'm telling you, you give it to the players at the end of the season. They'd be more than happy to take the time to sit down and very matter-of-factly go through each and every category and grind it out. They take it very serious. Once again, I'm not demeaning the press. I'm not saying they don't take it serious. They they have a lot of respect for this game. They want to get it right, but they don't have the insight the players have. Um, all the managers are now chosen around Major League Baseball. Um, so Mike Schilt will go to San Diego, where he'll take over for Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin goes to the Giants. Wash goes to the no, Ron no, Washington. No. What's back that? up? Back up. Phil Nevin got fired from the from Did the. Did I say Phil Nevin? He doesn't have a job. Bob I'm sorry, Melvin I was thinking Bob Melvin. Padres sorry. to the Bob. Sorry, I, there's so many of them. All right, so let's make sure I get this right. Giants get Melvin. Melvin. Um, Angels get Ron Washington. Padres Correct. get Schilt, former Cardinal Correct. skipper. Correct. Um, angels get, um, you already said that Ron. I Washington. got that one. Uh, Houston gets Jose Espada, right? Don't Mets, know much about him. Met, he was been Dusty Baker's bench coach for a while. Right. Uh, Mets get Aaron's bench coach Mendoza. Aaron has nothing but great things to say, uh, about Mendoza. I don't know firsthand, but time's going to tell on that one. Uh, Cleveland council, go, council goes or Cleveland gets, uh, Stephen vote council goes from the brewers to the Cubs and the Cubs get Pat Murphy, uh, former ASU coach who had coached the Padres or managed the Padres before. That's Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee. Are they, all right, got um, them all. Uh, who's who's in the who's uh, who's in the best position to win right away? Out of those teams, I got I got the Astros who are in the ALCS. Well, the Astros are are going to return a a. Uh, a championship caliber team right, right away. So they're always in good shape. Uh, I'm going to tell you one, once again, Rich, the manager is such a minute player in truly winning a world championship. Doesn't matter that much. He might, Certain, but, but did, can he lose it for you? Bad manager, make things worse. 
I've, I've only played on one team where the manager made a difference and we weren't good enough for it to matter anyway, that particular year. Okay. But the manager had completely lost the clubhouse and the guys didn't want to play for him. So it truly affected that clubhouse on a day-to-day basis. It's only happened one time in my career. And like I said, we weren't good enough of a team where it wouldn't have mattered. We weren't going to win anyway. Um, who do you think has the, the toughest job? The great, the great teams are not going to be affected, even if a manager does the worst job you could possibly do, because they will not allow you to take away. Uh, they know how good they are, and, and and you're not going to, by being a manager that really isn't on the same page, you're really not going to disrupt that atmosphere. And by the way, when you're winning a lot and you're really good, it, it, usually everybody has great things to say about everybody. You notice that when you win a hundred games, Oh, they were great guys. What great teammates. Yeah, chemistry is the most overused word. Great camaraderie. Uh, man, what a great job he did as a manager. Well, now let me, let me flip the script and, and lose a hundred games. Usually it's that manager sucked. That coaching staff was terrible. Uh, teammates weren't great teammates. Well, that's the difference between winning and losing. What I'm saying is it doesn't really matter. I look, all right, let's take them down. Padres still have a great roster in in, in are in great position. Second in the league in pitching last year. Right. Obviously very disappointing. Probably the most disappointing team in all these were the San Diego Padres. That's why there's a there's there's a shake up there. We're gonna see what happens with Juan Soto, but the majority of that roster is in uh in intact. Back. Right. Padre should have a good chance to win no matter who's at the helm. Schilt, he he had a uh, St. Louis ball club that that went to the postseason a couple times. Don't know him at all. They should be in good shape. Cleveland Indians, ah, young roster, decent team, weak division. They have a chance. Mets, man, what's happened with the Mets the last two years? With the Padres last year, probably another disappointing team. We'll see with that. Now we go to the Angels. I think it's going to be more of the same. You know, I don't think it's the manager. I think that you got to have the right pieces. Let's see what happens with Shohei Otani. Let's see how the offseason goes. Uh, San Francisco, Bob Melvin getting back together with Farhan, who was partnered with him in his Oakland days. Uh, we'll see. So I really don't think anything changes with these organizations. It's going to be it's going to come down to what they do this offseason. That free agent in the trade market uh, is what they're going to set the tone for 24. All right, um, we got a couple minutes here towards the end of the podcast, so I'm going to ask you about Thanksgiving because I'm glad to see that the suit fit for your daughter's wedding. That you yeah, lost yeah. all you lost all that weight, you chunky monkey, because you were you were pushing maximum density before the wedding. I say this to you to get you ready for Thanksgiving. So, what is Boone, who's always watching carbs, is always complaining about what I eat? What's Boone do for Thanksgiving? Do you just let it go? Um, I used to not. Yeah, I do now. I, I'm we not have big... we have fish for Thanksgiving. No, we we'll have the turkey, but I've never been a big. I, I'm not that guy that puts all the trimmings on it. You know, I'm not a gravy guy and getting the weeds with all the cranberry and the. No, I'll have turkey. I'll have the mashed potatoes. Oh. I try to tell my mom not to drip it in butter, which a little bit or a, like a big serving, like a. I love mashed potatoes. Who who okay. doesn't? Who does? Everybody does. Uh, so so the mashed potatoes. That's going to be my weakness for the day. Uh, but I don't really Thanksgiving. Let's be honest. Thanksgiving's an overrated feast. It's like oh Thanksgiving. You, we're we're gonna just eat. Are you nuts? Well, how about this then? If it's so great and everybody loves to oh Thanksgiving, can't wait for the food. 
Why don't you have that on Thursdays at your house if it's so great? Because it's a big to-do to make that much food for everybody. Well, for you in your house, if if it's you and your wife, Liz, we go. We're going to go out because it's too much for right. But why don't you go to the to the to the restaurant and order a turkey dinner? That's available. You can get a turkey and mashed potatoes. Boy, that's all the trimmings, and then everybody eats something weird. Yeah, because it's, it's really it's your it's, family coming together, like in our over, house. It's an overrated meal. Oh, it's not that get good. Get Walt, get Walt Weiss on the show. It's I'm gonna ask him if it's good. on the overrated list. It's not that good. What do you guys eat anything? It's weird? fine. It's fine. Turkey is fine. Ham, it's fine. But if it was that great, do you have green you'd make beans? Make it a part. You make it. Who cares? Sweet potatoes. If it was that great, you would make it a staple, and you'd have it once a week at your house when the family That's, sits no, down at dinner. See, you've never cooked Thanksgiving dinner, so you just kind of sit that down and watch Sue do all the work. That is correct. Um, do you guys eat anything weird? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, um, like at our house, we have um, we we'll have have Swedish meatballs. Okay, so that's a little odd. Yeah, but that's also a staple at Christmas. It's just kind of through my 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 mom's side is Norwegian. Oh, so we we have a lot of little we have lefse. uh, What's lefse? I don't even know what it is, but it's it's I like doing something weird. I like saying lefse. Um. Yeah, but that's kind of that's kind of, I'm getting my holidays confused. That's more of a Christmas thing. Swedish meatballs will definitely be there for Thanksgiving. My mom will make those on the side. But you were we're pretty typical of uh, of a normal family. It's ham, it's turkey, it's stuffing, it's cranberries for the, for the people that use the cranberry sauce. It's so mashed Lefse potatoes, it's green wait, beans. Lefse is a traditional soft Norwegian flatbread made with rice potatoes and can include all-purpose flour, butter, milk, cream and lard you eat that no oh, i have a taste it's part of the it's part of the festivities wow once again we're talking a little much about food it's an overrated event the event's not overrated the meal is it's not that good oh. it's not that i'll tell you what i get more satisfaction sitting down having a back east style thin crust pepperoni with jalapeno pizza give me that pizza and let me eat it at the end of that, I'm going to be much more satisfi- satisfied than I am having a turkey dinner with all with the lefse. It's just a fact. I was when I was uh, when I was working last night on CBS. We were on in, in Alaska, and they called up and they told us about they have um, stink heads, which are fermented fish heads, and a whale blubber added on to the turkey and the ham and everything else. Like, well, if we get lucky, we might find somebody who's making tamales early and have tamales to go along with the Thanksgiving ham and turkey. <laughs> so everybody has something a little different. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's end with this. You ready? Now I'm going oh, to ask you. I'm ready, Rich. I'm going to ask you to such be. A, such a uh, intriguing food conversation. That's just because you don't enjoy food. You eat to live. You don't live to eat. 
I like food as much as the next guy. But just, you're, you're I, actually I, I, disciplined. I, I compartmentalize it. You are. You, know, you only have, We know you only have one, one weakness. We know what your kryptonite is. Oh, candy. Swedish fish. Swedish fish. Oof. No, I, I told you recently I'm on the... Uh, Oh, what are they called? I don't know. I'll come with it. I, I, I'm on to a new one. I'm on to a, a new one right now. I can't think of what they are. When's the last time you ate ice cream? A couple nights ago, I had a couple Whoa. couple uh, scoops. Krista, once in a while, she'll buy me some mint chip, which is my go-to, my all-time favorite. And, and if I haven't had any candy during the day, I'll go find the, the mint chip. But then the dog likes that, too, so I'll give him a couple bites. Just eat it out of the dish. Never, never dish it up. Just eat it right out of the the carton. Out of the, cause, out of the carton. Because then I'm not going to eat too much. Oh, I'm see, gonna eat I, a couple. I'll eat you the don't whole carton. Well, you don't want to get caught eating it because then you're. Then come on, it's embarrassing. Well, so I, if I, if I, I just keep, I get a couple swipes, then I'm in. I'm in. Then I'm out. And then I don't eat too much. So I make myself eat it out of the carton. All right. If I start, if I start dishing it up, I'll get a huge bowl. Oh, portion control, right? Right. Um, let's let's leave everybody with this. What are you thankful for? This Thanksgiving. Thankful for. Um I'm thankful for a lot of things. As much as we have a great time on this on this show and uh, mock things and, and <laughs> You share I the have, conversations we have off the air. They're they're something I, I have such a you know, I've, I've, man, I've, I've had such an interesting and grateful life to this point. Mm -hmm. Didn't always appreciate it the way I do now, but I've got to be, see, go places that I realize not too many people get to do. I've got to live a life that not too many people have gotten to live. And when you're going through it, when you're younger, you, you tend to take it for granted. And then as you get older and your kids are growing up and, and, life goes on you have a time to look back and reflect on that and realize how great you got it i mean we live in the the greatest country in the world i've got four healthy and now with three stepdaughters seven healthy children that are all making their way and going into adulthood i just got to i i got to uh give my daughter away to a wonderful kid in nick allen i'll give him a shout out uh, his family is great. They're hell. I, I have two of the greatest parents in the world. You mm -hmm. know, I got to hang with my grandpa till I was 32. He, he got to watch me play big league baseball for 10 years. My grandpa. Um, so when I look at my life it, and we can always bitch, you know, right. we can always complain about stuff. Oh, I didn't get this. We didn't get that. I'll tell you what, I look at my life and I just thought, man, the blessings I've had. And yeah, we all have challenges day to day. We have things we have to do. But uh, when I look back at it, at this stage of my life, I'm able to reflect and just really appreciate all I've been given uh, in this life and, and the life I've gotten to live to this point. How about that for sappy? <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to, I was waiting for you to make me cry because you almost got there. Yeah, it's pretty cool though. Pretty cool. I'm thankful for you, believe it or not, and uh, our friendship. And I'm thankful for this podcast. You know, we're going, this is going on. Are we going to start a third or fourth year of this? Fourth. 
Yeah, this will be the fourth year of doing this podcast. I'm thankful for you, your friendship, your support, uh, being able to spend so much time with you, being in a small way to be part of the Boone clan um, by being with you all the time. And and um, I'm thankful for that. Thankful for my wonderful wife who I don't deserve. And like you said, with our kids, uh, watching our kids live their dreams. I'm very, very thankful for that and being able to be in a country where uh, they can have goals, and if they work hard, um, and they and they are able to get knocked down but get back up, they're able to achieve those goals and go on that journey. And I'm very thankful for that. So that's what very I'm thankful cool. for. Very cool. Very uh, cool. Yeah. And, and we're thankful for Mike for putting up with us. Uh, I'm not really thankful for Mike. <laughs> thankful no, for I'm, Mike. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, who Mike? Happy together. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving to you, Mike. Mike, can you put yourself up for just a second? Let's just give him a little bit of love for Thanksgiving. This is Mike. We talk about him all the time. He's the <laughs> producer of our podcast. He schedules everything. Does matter all the fact, technical. Rich? Let me let me cut in. I know you like having the mic when you when you have the turning <laughs> with Boone. But Mike, what are you thankful for? Oh man, a lot, right? I, I got a great family, like you guys mentioned. Um, thankful for my job. I enjoy the work I do. Um, yeah, I don't know, and just my health, I guess, in general, right? That's something you can't take for granted. So, I'm yeah, definitely Mike, thankful just, for that. Mike, Mike, I've been doing this for thirty years. Just a little bit, just a little bit of advice. When the boss asks you what you're thankful for, you're supposed to suck up to Brett and go, "Well, Brett, <laughs> of course I'm thankful for you." <laughs> I'm so thankful for Brett. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, Mike. That's what I know. <laughs> Take off. <laughs> that's it. Get, all right, that's it, Mike. You're done. All right, that's going to do it from all of us here on the Boone Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Please, please be safe. Take an extra minute if you're driving. You don't have to get there like Brad does in uh, in exactly six hours. You get there at six hours at ten minutes. As long as you get there safe, that's all we care about so we can enjoy the holidays and then next baseball season with you. So, for Brett Boone, I'm Rich Rare. Thanks for joining us, everybody, and a, and a happy Thanksgiving to all of you and your family, and a, a special shout-out to everybody that's working on Thanksgiving and to all the military that aren't going to get a chance to come home while they're keeping us safe. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time.